I've got to tell you guys, I, I've been playing a um, practical joke on Shay for the past mm, two, month and a half, almost two months now. Wow. She has a bag of peanut M&Ms in her room, like right beside my office door. And they like were half eaten or whatever. So I have been refilling the bag as they've been disappearing. <laughs> um, so far, I'm looking at my trash can right now. I have four family size peanut butter M&M bags and four boxes, like the large size boxes of peanut butter M&Ms that I put in there. And I was talking with Janae the other day and I said, you know, I... I, Shay hasn't said anything. Maybe she just doesn't even realize that it's getting refilled, but that's ridiculous the amount of peanut and M's I put in there. So this afternoon, I asked her, I just approached her on it. I'm like, hey, please tell me you've noticed this. No, actually, I haven't eaten any M and M's since I came back from Iowa a month and a half oh ago. My and then I realized <laughs> that, like, on occasion, I've been walking in and grabbing a few and eating them. So I've been practical joking on myself. And oh so my God. She hasn't noticed. That's even worse. Welcome to the forecast episode. What is this? The 42nd episode? Yeah. Um, the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday. We are a group of peeps who really like exploring and discussing all kinds of things in film, board games, video games, uh, random stuff that's just kind of we've interacted with or encountered throughout our week or our, our, our fortnight. Something we call that pop in, culture. In pa like past tense? Can you say fortnight? Past tense? Lee? Lee? I don't know. Anybody? No? Since last okay. fortnight. Since last fortnight. Sure, that works. I don't know if that's uh, accurate. Can, since, since a fortnight maybe, ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. All of the links and uh, everything we talk about during the cast or in the notes, those get posted to the website as well as pushed out to whatever podcasting app uh, you use. So... Let's get into it as we like to start every week, at least for the past, or every week, every fortnight, at least for the past four or five podcasts. It's what you've been playing and how you do or don't feel about it in one minute, 30 seconds or less. Though, granted, we never actually make it one minute and 30 seconds. Alex, let's start with you. Uh, a few things. Um, <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, geez. I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile. I don't really have a ton to say about it, but it's a really good, nobody else is around and I'm just going to zone out and click monsters game. Um, so that's a so lot of Diablo. Fun. Yeah, I I moved. I transitioned from one build to another recently, so mm. it was pretty cool for about um, ten seconds, and then it was boring again. No, man, I sh <laughs> I shoot electric balls. Like I hold the skill down, like I channel it to shoot out all these electric balls, and they like fly everywhere. And then when I release it, they all explode. It's really cool. It's got there's got a lot of kind of unique mechanics with their skills in that game. I still think the best part about that game is just the massive skill tree and just, but yep. I, I mean, I was looking at it for probably half an hour the other day just to see where I was going to take my, not a barbarian. What's he called in Path of Exile? Marauder. Marauder. There's just so many options, so many places you could go. What else you been playing? Uh, played the Destiny 2 beta. A couple of us did. Me and Chad, at least here. 
Anybody else play it? Owen, Jake? Nah. I no. have been talking with a coworker who played it on PlayStation. He has it on the PlayStation right now. And uh, yeah. it seems dope. Can't wait to uh, play it when it's on PC. Yeah, we got like, what, six weeks or something until yeah. it comes out on PC? It played really well on PC. It looks really optimized. It looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to get into that. Um, Party Golf. I've been. We played some of that when we had company. Me and my brother and uh, my, the rest of my family and some company we had over. Um, that's a really fun game for people that don't play video games. Yeah. It's, it's a point a joystick and press an A button game. We played it over at PAX, if you remember our wonderful PAX episode. Um, and also, I don't know if you saw this, but Jake and I will be happy that it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's cool. <laughs> Jake sounds we'll excited. Yeah, overjoyed. <laughs> ready to play uh, some party golf, Jake? So yeah. ready, though. So you can play four players with four controllers, and then there's also another mode in there where you can split each of the controllers into two players, and two people play with one controller each, and you have eight players. So that's cool. And also there's over 100 modes in that game, so... Wow! Yeah, no, just it's scrolling insane. through the list, like trying trying out weird things. Like there's stuff like where if you, the balls touch, then they stick together, and now you're stuck together for the entire hole. Or there's things like mines on the playfield, or black holes, or there's things where you can um, make the ball hittable again after one second. So even if it's still in the air, you can hit it again, or make it like infinitely hittable to where you're like you're hitting it constantly and trying to get it into the hole. Or, and also there's like a custom mode and you can tweak each individual setting and there's just like thousands of settings you can tweak. And it warns you like four different times before you go into that menu about how you can break the game and how you need, really need to know what you're doing if you're going to go in there and start messing with stuff. So uh, that game's cool. Uh, and also there is a game that Caleb backed that maybe he should talk about a little bit more than me, but we played Spacebound together. Spacebound? Spacebound? Yeah, it's lowercase space, uppercase bound. Yeah, I'm glad you have to say it that way. (laughs) Spacebound? That makes one of us. Yeah, it doesn't let Um, you play until you say it right. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the activation window in the game when you first launch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to say it correctly. You have to have a mic just to play. Mm Mm-hmm. Even so well. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, that what what would you call that game? Just like a, it's not a platformer. It's like a, I don't know, like puzzle a puzzle floater. Yeah, <laughs> puzzle it's kind of, it's kind of. I would still probably call okay. it a platformer. You're it's got two that two guys like feel. floating in space, and your spacesuits are connected by an oxygen tube. That's gross. And what if one of you farts? I guess I guess <laughs> you're the guy gets it a lot. Yeah, and uh, you're you're going through like these weird levels with saws and. Lasers and all sorts Lasers of stuff. Lasers and all sorts of stuff. Like, and you can like use the. Dudes. No, just like, you know, circular saws. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> but you can use the um, oxygen line to, like, propel each other. So you can pull away from each other really fast, far. And then one person starts moving the opposite direction and they get, like, slingshotted around. Oh, that's cool. It's got, yeah, like, a zero, zero G. Um, Basically, effect you sort of navigate using using your line and sort of where you're at yeah. with weight. That's yeah, cool. the only way you navigate is with one joystick. That's the entire game. Yeah, it's just one joystick. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, the, for instance, there's one part where there's a bunch of smashers in a row, and then there was like a pole sticking out of the left side of the screen. And we had to like get on either side of the pole and pull back both of us, and like the line stretched out. And then we kind of like slingshot it off of that and made it through all the little smashy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that game is okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's great. It's interesting. I don't know if there are enough mechanics that it could stay fun for very long. Also, the netcode's bad. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what it seemed like from what you were saying. This is uh, one can... really long minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a minute 30. Already, since you're already talking about um, Spacebound, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been gone for a while, so I'm going to say something I played a long time ago. Hmm. That's okay. like three weeks ago. It's not I was okay. playing uh, a game called Immortal Planet. Which Alex showed me this game. It's a isometric Souls-like game, um, where you're sort of just running around this temple, beating up a bunch of bad guys and dying a whole lot. So whole I like lot. it. I like it quite a bit. It's, it's not very long. It's like six hours or so. But there's one mechanic that I I think is super frustrating, which is it's got sort of a hyperlight drifter platforming sort of thing, where there's like gaps and you can dash across it. But the dashing in the game is really slow and Sometimes it's not very accurate, and they end up just falling to your death, and that hurts a lot in a game that's, you know, super detrimental to die in. What games are super detrimental to dying? Well, I mean, most games aren't because you can just save immediately. But Souls-like games, yeah, dying you sucks like, a you lot. You like lose all your experience on the ground, and you gotta make it back there and get it again. Yeah. Hmm. Like Dark Souls. Yeah. That's what Souls-like means. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, I I beat the first boss in that game after a very long time. So, <laughs> so I was proud of you. Pretty accomplished, yeah. It's a lot so of fun of and it's difficult, but that one mechanic is very very frustrating sometimes. Chad, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm actually playing it right now. Um, wait, what did I list? Hold on. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so <clears throat> Killing Room. Is a game that I picked up because I started streaming a little bit uh, more, and it's a game where you can interact with streamers because you get a link when you start the game, uh, and you send it to people, and they get to vote on stuff that happens to you in the game. Um, so if anybody knows Choice Chamber, uh, it's kind of like that, but this is a first-person shooter where you're basically going through room to room like, um, why can't I think of the game that Caleb always plays? Binding of Isaac? Uh, yes, so like Binding of Isaac, uh, you go room to room, Too you kill jig. the monsters. Caleb and... plays Binding of Isaac? <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, so it's um, there's Not mobs anymore. that spawn, you kill them, there's traps that you have to get around, um, go room to room, your health stays the same uh, from room to room unless you find some. But there's a cool mechanic in it that basically uh, it's users like watching you but they're like computer users that like rate you as you play through the game and if you like get the health package out of the vending machine that's in one of the rooms you get like minus 20 popularity points and then if you uh collect a bad item out of one of the vending machines then you get like plus 20 uh popularity points and it, it um basically like rates you and it like uh at the end of each round if you have uh popularity in the positive you can get items from the crowd and if it's in a negative you get negative stuff from the crowd um so it's pretty cool and 
did play the Destiny 2 beta, and I also just got finished playing this thing called Project 1v1. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's like a code name for a game that's coming out. Um, and it's literally like 1v1 Unreal Tournament. It, it's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something I would hate. <laughs> that's like the competitive scene for those games, though. It's always like 1v1. Yeah. 1v1 me, bro. So I guess that makes 1v1. sense. 1v1! Um, no scope I mean, snipers right now. In the game, you had card packs that you can place, and you can choose two weapons. So I had uh, unlocked already a rocket launcher and a shotgun, and then you could get three skills. Uh, so I had a double jump, a uh, time warp backwards, like Tracer, uh, and then Did someone a... say Overwatch. No, uh, <laughs> and then the third skill was a it said player or something like that and you just shoot out a ton of rockets and it's like your ultimate so yeah i don't know i didn't really like it i played like four rounds just now and lost three and one one the description loses me when it says it's it has a metagame strategy of a collectible card game oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of words yeah yep jake what have you been playing i have been playing persona 5 and oh my goodness i freaking love it i feel like it's... every time we do this you play you're playing a persona I he has been for like the I've past been playing four a months. lot of Persona. <laughs> <laughs> to How be do you fair, love it compared sorry, to four? I think it's better in every way. Oh, okay. Except not... for potentially the story. But to be okay. fair, I'm only thirty hours in, so who knows? And I haven't first, played the either one. one was like 60? seventy. I think was my final time. Yeah, I was thinking the general consensus was it was like really good, but not quite as good as four. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people think Persona 4 is like the best game ever. It's I liked yeah. it a lot, but it has a lot of issues, dude. Like the actual game part is kind of not great. The combat's super sticky. Going through the dungeons is a pain in the ass. There's no like good checkpoint system within the dungeons. So like if you die halfway through, you could lose like hours of time, That's which up. is super troll. But they cleaned all that stuff up in five. Uh, it's got tons of style. Like, mm. I'm about to praise the menus in this game because they're so <laughs> freaking cool. But yeah, I really, really like it. Owen, how about you? I've uh, been playing Mr. Shifty and Overwatch because Overwatch started a new season and they redid their season stuff and it's kind of shit. But you know what? It's <laughs> Overwatch and I play it anyway. What, how do you mean... <laughs> Um, so you used to be able to be ranked and they would rank you lower than what your potential is and it would be easier to climb up the ranks because they wanted you to kind of have that feeling of success like you did well because, you know, you ended higher than where you started. Um, and they were like, yeah, that's not going to work really well. So now they've shortened the seasons and it's pretty much like wherever you get placed is where you get placed. Like, I haven't seen a lot of people being able to be moved higher or lower uh, by a long shot of where they get started from. So it's pretty much now like the the seasons are shorter. They think they used to be three months. Now they're like a month and a couple of weeks or something like that. And if, you know, if you get plat, cool, you get plat. You're not going to go anywhere because... You can try all you want. It's very difficult now to change whatever your ranking is. Did they reduce the number of points you get per game? Or did, are you just losing a lot more because you're placed higher to begin with? Or what? Um, 
so your MMR is now what it like physically should be. So it's like closer to things. So it's no longer like, oh, hey, I want to match. And because I've got like a high MMR and I want to match against a low skill team, you know, I, I go up X amount. Now it's pretty much like, if you win, you get 30. If you lose, you lose 30. You know, that's that's like pretty much how it goes. And okay. roughly, you know, there's no bonuses for getting a bunch of wins in a row or doing well against X team or anything. It's pretty much just like you either go up a, t- uh, a rung of the ladder or you go down a rung of the ladder. There's no swing. That's, uh, the Dota standard. Yeah, I don't fucking like it. It's a pain in the ass. And I've... It, it has killed a lot of competitive Overwatch for me because now I'm just like, what's the fucking point? I can't go anywhere. And if you have a bad placement, like I did, that's it. That's your uh, that's your placement. Uh, have you seen Dino Flask's new video about the season six changes? I have not. <laughs> you should check oh, it. Out. I just linked it. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. His video is great. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing a bit of. Rise of the Tomb Raider, we um, recently got it in our Humble Monthly bundle, which in case you didn't notice, we have missed a couple videos this summer. We went on break is what I'm calling it. (laughs) Good Um, (laughs) save. Summer break from Humble Monthly Bundle Rumble. Hopefully going to start back up now that it's September. We're back in the fall. Time to jump back into it. So We didn't even make it a um, full year, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like we barely didn't make it a full year. You got it, man. I believe in you. This was our summer break. You got it. I had a break of like you know, three weeks, and then we never recorded again. Don't say oh, you got it. Oh, man. We, we, we got it. How about that? We That's got it. That's much better. Okay, we got it. Don't worry, Jux. We got you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is all um, for you. Anyway, I, I never played uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. In fact, I can't remember playing any Tomb Raider ever, as odd as that may sound, because they've been producing Tomb Raiders for forever since I think Most PS1. of them are really old, though, yeah. by this point. Except for the new ones. Except for the new ones. Well, is this the, is this the first new the one reboot, or the second new one? I second get it out. one. First one was just called Tomb Raider. Yeah, this is the okay. most recent. This is uh, 2013, I believe. So you missed the you missed the origin of the the reboot of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my I opinion, it's a better game. It. It's good. I really like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, it's good. Yeah. Th- there is a little bit with just how they've structured. I think uh, side questing that I. It's not even really questing. It's more just side achievements. I don't necessarily like that about the game. I think the storyline was great. Uh, I really like the game style or the gameplay. Um, and I think my favorite things are figuring out the uh, tombs or whatever they are, the little secrets, um, kind of navigating through them and solving puzzles. So it's you a good would game. Like Uncharted. I'm not going to buy a PlayStation. No. Ain't, yeah, no. ain't happening. <laughs> I did that once and then I sold it like three months later. I feel like Uncharted is a better Tomb Raider. Oh. Like they like Tomb Raider, they copied a lot of what Uncharted did. It's good to know. I, I actually couldn't get into Tomb Raider because the entire time I was like, "This is Uncharted," <laughs> and then I liked Uncharted better. Well, I'll have to borrow somebody's PS4 and play Uncharted sometime then. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Hey, let's get into some uh, content since we've talked our uh, one minute and thirty seconds each um, <laughs> on our games we've been playing. Yeah, we did. Uh, first up, Magic's 76th expansion is actually coming out this month. Um, Ixalan. Uh, actually, it's pre-release this month. 76th expansion. Yeah, pre-release yes. is next weekend. That's absurd. Yes, there's a lot of expansions. Uh, anything special about this one, Owen? 
So the big thing about it that everyone's excited for is they're bringing back dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were like kind of a thing in early magic. And uh, they were like, you know what we need? We need more dinosaurs. So this one is a cross between dinosaurs, pirates, and merfolk. Uh, <laughs> apparently the storyline of this is the... <laughs> Pirates. Why are you laughing, Alex? That's such a natural pairing. I don't yeah, know. I know. It's right? just comical that nobody's tried oh, that before. Oh, no. Like, the storyline of this is pretty much like the pirates show up on, like, some uncharted island. Yeah. The, the pirates show up on an uncharted island, and they're like, yo, there's, like, pirates here and uh, uh, dinosaurs here. What the heck? And the conquistadors, which are the vampires, show up to, like, colonize the island because that's what vampires do. They colonize shit. Uh, and the merfolk live on the island with the dinosaurs and aren't about it. I don't know. It's weird. I'm super not excited for this set. Their last set was all Egypt-based and super cool. And it had, like, Egyptian gods and stuff going on. And this just seems like they were like, hey, you know what we haven't done in a while? Like, a thing with pirates and a thing with dinosaurs. We should make a set out of that. We should just throw random shit into a set and see how it goes. So, has there always been story yes. in Magic the Gathering? There's actually story oh. in Magic the Gathering. Over, which, like, the oh, 76 expansions? I <laughs> just discovered this in One story arc. the Emonket block of things. That's insane. This is insane to me. Yeah, no, there's, there's actually, like, a story, and supposedly is... your duels that you're playing with your cards are part of the story. Okay, Ooh. when you say story, do you mean just like we've developed a uh, uh, background structure for what this game is? Or there is an overarching story of things happening throughout content being released? Is there, there a is plot? an overarching like a story of content being released. So like the last one, um, Gideon, who was one of the Planeswalkers, ended up in a Plains of uh, the, the, like this Egypt Plains called Emenket. And he was like, huh, something seems fishy about this place. And then Nicobolus showed up, who's like this big, huge, evil dragon guy. And he was like, oh, this is where he gets all of his armies from. This is a bad place for me to be. And then had to make like a daring escape. And then I assume that he did that into the Ixalan area, where he bumped into his buddy Jace, who has been gone for the past couple of sets because he's been too busy being a pirate here. This is what it sounds like when we talk about Dota with people that don't know what Dota yeah, is. Yeah, no, this is this is way beyond me. I'm trying to keep Magic at like a entry level of like, hey, you guys should play Magic at some point. Ignore all of this extra shit. It's fun cards. It's a cool thing. Which, by the way, if you wanted to try Magic, go to your local game score this weekend, uh, and they'll give you a free deck. It's a call it's a welcome deck for the Ixalan block. So there'll be a couple of cards from Ixalan and uh the sets that will be coming inside of that block. There's also going to be some cards that are just kind of basic cards uh for that are standard. And um yeah, you can go there. You can just be like, I don't know what magic is, tell me. They'll give you a deck and they'll teach you how to play. Uh, I'm assuming which is pretty that cool. deck is enough content for you to be able to play competitively yeah <laughs> not competitively <laughs> I, just, I mean I they're just... giving you 60 cards to do standard 
There, oh, it's okay. just 60 straight cards. Um, so you can... The, if you split, the decks come in, like, two colors. So if you split the colors, you should have even amount for 30v30 if you wanted to, like, duel a friend and teach them. Or you could just take that welcome deck, buy a couple of boosters, and start trying to build your own uh, deck to play in standard. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. However, that's how I did it when I got back into it doing Emoncat. As I went to one of the welcome things... I was like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't played in like three years. Um, and they handed me that, and then I've just kind of have built off of it. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of neat that they're doing welcome decks and trying to get people more people involved. Yeah, they, they do one for every set. Uh, oh, okay. So this is like the week that they're doing it uh, before the Exelon set. Uh, so this the is the 76th welcome free no, welcome no. kit? So it's, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, it's not every single set, it's every single block. So there's ah, multiple gotcha, sets gotcha. inside of a block, because the block is like your overarching story. Starting um, to drool listening to all of this. Yeah, it's, it's weird, and I would just say, hey, if you have any interest, it's a fun game, just go get some cards, put them together, play with some friends, enjoy the company of your friends, play some board games, hang out, have fun. Don't worry about the nerdy shit. Leave the nerdy shit to people like Kevin and nerds. <laughs> uh, Ixalan, I guess it comes out the... It looks like pre-release is the 23rd and 24th, so... Yes, next weekend um, is pre-release, which I am going to be conned into doing, so... I'll let you know well, next time how good the new cards are. I also wanted to mention in Board Game World, um, one of the things that, of course, I love playing... I, play a lot of um or have in the past is Catan. Catan, Catan, I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Um they had a recent announcement trailer last week where they're doing a VR game. Um entitled of course Catan VR. Creative. Uh yeah, real creative. Um it just says it's supposed to be, uh, to be released on Oculus and Samsung Gear later this year. They don't have any content in the trailer. It literally is just a couple people like sitting around on like a countryside at a table talking about, "Hey, we're going to do VR for Catan. So I don't know just gonna exactly end up what being that's going to entail. Tabletop Simulator VR. Yeah, yes, that's my thought. But for Catan specifically. So I guess my question would be, do you guys know any other board games who have sort of ventured into, let's have a VR spinoff of what we're making? All of them. And nope. All of the board games. Yeah. Okay, besides <laughs> Any tabletop. board game and tabletop. Well, I mean, Caleb was making uh, Betrayal. Oh, shut it. And I hear that's going <laughs> right. so easy. That you I never said I was making it in VR, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume but in VR, bored. that would be one of the creepiest games. Oh, my gosh. It would be <laughs> that great would in actually VR. be awesome. Not to bring it back to Magic here, but oh, they God. did just announce the fact that they're starting a new, basically, what is a video game of Magic to kind of make a virtual Magic existence thing. Oh, no. It's yeah, they're they're basically trying to do this like, hey, what if we made Hearthstone but with magic? Seventy seventh expansion coming soon. Yeah. Well I'm, um, I was just saying that's kind of the uh that was their, their attempt at like their whole hey, let's make it VR ish, but not quite because you don't need a headset. Oculus has their trading card game called uh Dragonfront. And that's VR. It's cool because like the cards, the cards, um, like the mo the what do you call it? The art on the cards are like three D models that are inside of the cards. 
Oh, that's and pretty cool. So are, there's like depth to the cards. Are we gonna get to the part where there's like dueling rings, like Yu-Gi-Moto style? And yeah, well, you can just throw like throw down a card on your table while when you're wearing the headset, it will like come to life and that's beat the crap out of somebody. Is. All right. Yes. That's insane. And you're like a giant scary looking mask person that sits on one side of the arena, and then like when attacks hit you, like they actually come up and hit your face and stuff. Can you summon Exodia? No, I don't no, I don't think you can. I, no, Sam. What's the point? Not interested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's yeah, that's why Emiket was cool. You could summon Egyptian gods. They weren't Exodia, but like Egyptian I god cards Obelisk were. Obelisk cool. the Tormenta. Yeah, exactly. So like cool shit. See, but I think what I think about when I think about that is just it that is essentially what we're talking about with tabletop. And you can play that in VR and it's just cards in front of you on a table. I want somebody to, to put you in the game. More like, um, this is obviously not a, a board game, but in video game realm, how Dota did their sort of VR. Uh, was that TI5 or TI6 when they released that? Do you remember, Alex? Where you could actually be in the game six. as like a first person with one of the heroes? Yeah, you can, you can go watch any Dota game you want right now in VR. Yeah. It, that, that, that content is what I'm talking about. That seems much more in-game. And, and versus... you can scale up and down. Yeah, versus just playing the game in a VR headset, because you might as well just be playing with people if you're just playing the game with your headset. I understand the like three dimensional. It's um, like the peripheral stuff, like the yeah, being able to have models on on animating on the table in front of you and stuff like that. It's neat. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, Catan's been around for a long time, twenty some odd years, twenty five years probably. Uh, moving into the board or to the video game realm, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be. Watch maybe them it'll be have cool. like. What do you what are you building? That you build like roads and and cities and stuff or whatever. Yeah. In that game, they're gonna have like little animated cities, with like little people walking around or something. That's fine with me, as long as there's a little animated robber runs around <laughs> with like a little backpack, steals things. That'd be great. Uh, also, in video game realms, that's we're kind of talking about that now. Today, actually, the day we're recording, um, not when we release the podcast in two days, but today is National Video Game Day. Um, did anybody actually know that? Nope. Okay. I did. Here's the best part. I knew that. Everybody's starting to think that this is a nonsense holiday. Yet again. Uh, hey, but isn't been... like 90% of holidays a nonsense okay, holiday? Okay, pretty much. Yeah. But I feel like it's There's getting... a national it's... everything day. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I feel like it's getting to the point where it's... Obviously, there have always been national days, but we haven't celebrated them to the extent that I think we have in the past at least two, two three years. Um, just to give you an example, I was reading other fake holidays. Here's some of the ones we, uh, sort of not, I say we, I mean like people in general celebrated in 2016. June 21st was national selfie day. Um, October 29th was national cat day. February 15th was singles awareness day. That seems a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, October 22nd, probably my favorite one is national pantsuit day. Mm. I, also, the other one that comes up to my mind recently is just Amazon Day. Sort ah. of nonsense holidays with the sole purpose of just, I don't know, I guess putting the attention on something. I mean, that's hey, all they're doing. You mean the sale, like Prime Day? Yeah. Thing? Yeah, pr Prime <clears throat> Day. The holiday Prime Day. Yeah. There's a National Fried Chicken Day, which I bought fried chicken for. I was like, of course you did. Two months ago. You didn't get it for free? What's the point? <laughs> why does that day even see? exist see, uh, see advertising so they can sell something see I that's got... the thing is they didn't give free chicken whereas national donut day i got free donuts 
I went into a noodles on company and ordered mac and cheese and they gave me an extra mac and cheese and I was like, what the heck? And they're like, it's national mac and cheese day. You get free mac and cheese. <laughs> and I was like, why did I buy this mac and cheese? <laughs> I want, why did no one text me about that? I would have went to my nearest noodles and company, man. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. That I would have gone to my ago. favorite mac and cheese restaurant and got some mac and cheese. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it went there because I was thinking about that mac and cheese, oh, and it was freaking like, course, you the were. only halfway decent mac and cheese I could find anywhere. Uh, of course, you were. There's always like four or five different national days, like every day. If you go yep. look up like a national day calendar, it's Absurd. literally every day. It's it's just gotten, but you understand what I'm saying. I feel like it's gotten to the point where we're we are not advertising, but promoting it to the extent at which it's much more known. Yeah, and I I don't know if that's specifically from the standpoint of we're going to try and actively sell something from this quote unquote holiday, you know, Prime <laughs> Day. Or... Today's also National Antonalog Day. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, today, yeah, September twelfth, National Video Games Day. National Report Medicare Fraud Day. Ooh. National Chocolate <laughs> Milkshake Day. That one's okay. National Day of Encouragement. And National Ants on a Log Day. So dumb. That's all today. Yeah. We, we've, Is that a we've... reference to poop? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it is. National Record <laughs> Report Medicare Fraud Day. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like that should be every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, wait uh, for September 12th to report your <laughs> Medicare fraud, okay? You know what's funny, though? Uh, this is like the season for um, like selling uh, insurance and retirement to sort of the older population. Like September through November. I have a friend who is in, um, uh, he does retirement sales, and this is like his busy season. Somehow they like sales just ramp up at uh, this period of time. So maybe that's one of the reasons they... They're like, yeah, September's a good start, a good date. September twelfth, fraud day. I don't know. Uh, other things in uh, the video game realm. Let's talk about real quick about Sunless Skies, the uh, sort of follow up to what's that other Sunless game, Alex? Seas. Sunless Seas, man. Uh, sunless Seas. Sunless Seas. The Sunless Skies came out. I know. Like the uh, it came out like two weeks ago, I think, in early access, yeah. and. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I've been reading some stuff about it, and it seems like it is very early access. Mm. There's a lot of bugs and not a lot of content so far. Um, so from what I hear, you should wait around before picking it up or trying it out. That's most... I feel like that is pretty much most early access games. Yeah. Not on occasion, we see one that's good. Got good content early on, but I think that's kind of rare. Yeah. This one was um, kickstarted, correct? Yep. I kickstarted mm-hmm. it, which is why I have it. Yes. Uh, so you're also going to be playing uh, on top of Sunless Guys, also The Division this weekend, correct? Yeah, good one. I only brought this up for people who care about The Division, unlike me, who, don't, who doesn't care about it at all. But there's a free weekend happening this weekend, the 14th through the 17th. So if you like boring games that are loot-driven, <laughs> check it out. Man! You know, the last, the last free weekend that I think we participated in that I can remember uh, was Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> and I, I remember playing all of like two and a half games with Danny and realizing that I had no idea where I got shot from every single game. And that was pretty much the end. That is a, not a game you can just hop into. Nope. 
Not you, at all. You got to really work at that game before you're even subpar. That was also a Donkey Kong game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was actually looking at stats earlier for the division, though. Um, Steam Spy actually is, says that they have about 7,500 concurrent users still on a daily basis, which is, I guess, not bad. Uh, I don't know how long that game's been out. Has it been a year and a half now? Year? I remember when it came out. I feel like it was maybe maybe early last fall. I don't know. It's far more than Lawbreakers already. Well, Let's Google search it. March you 8th, should Google. 2016. Oh, okay. So it has been close to a year and a half. That's pretty good for a year and a half old. 7,500 uh, users concurrently. Uh, that is almost just tiny, tiny, tiny in comparison to what uh, PUBG has been putting on the charts lately, though. So much PUBG. Um, they passed Dota for a little short period of time last week, and they have been showing like somewhere in the neighborhood of 900,000 900, to a million concurrent users daily, which is mm -hmm. pretty insane. I and PUBG just got an update today. Yeah. I think they it's, announced they passed 10 million sales. I'm pretty sure they did. I was actually, uh, I think they were talking about that on Steam Spy as well. The number of sort of current owners. It's funny too because that uh, PUBG was not actually the first Battle Royale game that came out. But for some reason, this one has taken off in comparison to the other games that were prior to it. Um, H1Z1. Um, what was that game we played with the dinosaurs where you craft? It's an arc. Survival of the fittest. Arc. Survival of the fittest. Uh, the culling. Um, well, there were a couple others as well. If I might pitch yeah. in some input here, I think the reason PUBG, or if you want to call it Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, does so well in comparison to those is because it's more, more or less more tactical than the other ones the other ones are are super arcadey from what i've heard h1z1 you can literally go full bore in a car and anytime you want you can just hop out with no damage and mm -hmm. and just start spraying at people um arc survival the fittest i think took too much into account crafting um what is it, the culling i think, I the think culling had promise it had just... promise, but I think the, the thing that's difficult about that type of game with the uh, traits that they added to that game is there were, um, what is it, uh, health and strength and stamina and you can, like, attributes. There there we go. Uh, yeah. There was an uh, attribute tree that you can, like, level up and um, I just don't think it was it was meant for this type of game. Like, don't get me wrong, like, maybe another game could could work, but... For a one life like the King of the Hill type game, Battle Royale, like that's just not it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, PUBG, you're right, has definitely been spot on with making sure this is very precise, very tactical, very much. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's mill simmy. I mean, it comes from a mill sim in, in the first place. So it feels very mm, precise, I guess is a good way to say it. And, one of the one of the cool things from that though is um, I don't know if it's cool as much as it is everybody just hopping on the bandwagon is we're starting to see a lot more battle royale games come out as well or people jumping onto the bandwagon saying hey you know what it's our turn we're gonna jump into um, creating something that's very much like PUBG the two that are we kind of have on the list here I mean there's a lot more too but um, Raid World War Two and Fortnite 
battle royale, kind of whoa, both whoa. jumping in. Yeah, what? I think you're uh, a little no. off on one of those. Yeah, Raid, <laughs> I thought Raid World War Two was a was uh, a no, 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 nothing. No. To did you look up that. this game like at all? Yeah, I did. There's nothing like it. Raid World War Two is like uh, it's it's like a Left for Dead shooter. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like Personally. a bad Left for Dead shooter. <laughs> I want to talk it's about a World, World War, War Two, but like Left that's yeah, it's it's a uh, it's payday, but World War Two. And so it's definitely not PUBG. Okay. Yeah. No. If I can, far, if I can add one one last thing about Player Unknowns, um, I think another reason why it was is so or is so successful is because, um, like you were saying, it's a milsim basically, and a lot of the, um, well, Player Unknown made the mod in Arma Three first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so a lot of the players who went to like H1Z1 or the Culling or all of those uh, wanted and thirsted for what Player Unknowns did again uh, in the battlegrounds with how it's ba- it basically is Arma, um, like maybe Milson, a little but, yeah, maybe a little but, more arcadey than Arma, but it it's basically Arma controls and feeling and it's accessible though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, unlike Arma, yeah. I also read a really good article that was talking about the number of pro CSGO players that are actually moving over to PUBG just because it's like the next logical step for them. Um, just because the amount of players, what they're considering are going to be uh, tournament prize pools. Um, it just it seems like it's a very well-resourced game and they've got the backing that they need to pretty much maintain like a constant. And this is a good example of something that came out in early access and wasn't just absolute trash. Like it played well, even even you know primary release or first release. I think it played I, really well. I read a thing that they were internally projecting to do uh, about two hundred to three hundred thousand units in sales for the first year. And wow! They've now sold over ten million. <laughs> Holy crap! So yeah, they're they're also really good devs because they're communicating with the audience and uh, releasing. I think monthly updates if not um bi-weekly uh the bi-weeklies are kind of like small patches and stuff like that that they uh once they update and they see that they've done a mistake with the code or something they'll like patch it up but um it's predominantly like monthly updates and it adds like um new vehicles or or new cars which i don't know if you guys have seen this there's going to be a truck added to the game it's like one of those big um trucks with like the uh crate on the back of it not like a semi truck, but it's like a almost like, like a, a like a military tarped yeah, um, yeah, yeah. transport Basically vehicle. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'll be neat. And they're adding a five five six, if I'm not mistaken, a five five six bullet sniper instead of an assault rifle. <laughs> Finally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just really cool to see them like communicating, and um, I think also another thing is uh, them exploring. Um, esports and and accepting that they they failed a little bit and and seeing that failure and uh, taking that to heart and saying you know we'll do better next time and um, you know Planos was on stage and he said you know we learned a lot from this and we're gonna go on and you know do it big now so do you think that these other games who are sort of bandwagoning do you think they're gonna be able to get any users playing you know like the Fortnite Thing that they're doing oh yeah i mean i i think that i want to go try the fortnite thing just to try it it might not be a substitute for player unknowns but it's it's definitely like something that could be cool to check out 
Just because I've never even known Fortnite to have PvP. And now there's going to be this game that's basically Minecraft player unknowns. Like, that, that's so... It seems cool, uh, if done right. So I guess I'll just field this question to Caleb then, or throw it over to Caleb, since board game, you know, uh, coding video games is really easy. Oh, How yeah. simple is it to put a Battle Royale version of a game in any video game? Oh, so easy, dude. It's the easiest. Yeah, I Don't mean, you know? how, how many hours of like content creation are we talking about? Oh, like coding. You're talking just minutes. Once. Yeah, like, minutes. there's like an yeah. open source battle royale function that you just drop into your code somewhere. <laughs> it's true. Drag and drop into the source files. Royale. Done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Let's talk real quick about this game that I obviously had no idea was. Uh, <laughs> Very similar, but also much crappier than Left 4 Dead 2. We don't really Yet need to. Yet another instance of Aaron getting comparisons to games wrong. <sighs> hey, I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. We can skip this segment. Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys. I actually I mean, kind of liked Rage. It was. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Was, it. Okay. I, it's not worth $50. Okay, it's going to yeah, be $50. Not there. It's I was thinking not worth $50. Oh, I don't. So, <laughs> I might get played the beta. We, we, me, Caleb, Alex, who's our fourth? Chad. 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 <laughs> right. Chad was our fourth. Uh, we all played the beta uh, together, and I mean, uh, I Am I the f- new Travis? Am I that forgettable? <laughs> I, I just remember some people were enjoying the experience, and then one person was in the corner like, this game sucks. Um, and that was well, Chad. I was out in the open. I wasn't in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you hated it. You kept dying. Um, okay, continue, and then I got a lot to say. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> oh no, oh, it no. was it was a World War Two two shooter. It reminded me a little bit of like the first Medal of Honor, and it was kind of like, all right, yep. this is a fun thing to play, and it's like it's a cool co op feature with friends. I I wouldn't say that it's a great in any of its co-op. I wouldn't say it was great in its stealth features. I, it's not great in its shooting. It was just kind of like there in arcadey, and it was just like all right, whatever. I don't know that we tried the stealth features well enough to actually talk about that. I I don't think it's possible <laughs> to do the stealth features well enough because the second one person shoots, you're done. And they, they, it's either either you or they shoot very easily. So, eh. I liked it. It has, it's you know, it's like Left 4 Dead, but with a World War II vibe, which I think is pretty cool. And, yeah, the shooting doesn't feel very good. But I was playing the sniper class, and it's, it doesn't really matter how the feel, shooting feels, because when you're playing sniper, it's fun anyway. I thought the shooting was kind of bad. I... I thought the game was okay i thought that game was gonna be like 30 bucks and i was like hmm maybe i'll get that on sale for like 15 yeah but it's a 50 dollar game what i'd yeah, probably get, get it on sale for 30 like 15 Ugh. here's the problem with any of these games anytime i play something that's like left for dead i'm just disappointed because it's not left for dead yeah yeah well here's here's another problem is I don't really particularly care for Left 4 Dead anyways, so Whoa. when oh, it comes shame. time for a game that's like Left 4 Dead, it's even worse. Uh, one of my issues with the game was I played the Assault class, uh, and oh, and I don't know if you had this issue with whatever weapon you were using, but I felt like I was going to have a stroke or seize out because of the fact the recoil was flashing so much across my screen that I couldn't see any guys in front of me anymore. 
And so the only time I could like really kill people was my class was kind of based around getting on a turret. And it was like you level up that section of it. Uh, and so I would just get on a turret and just spam my mouse back and forth across the screen and just light into people and just drop them. And that was the only enjoyment I had out of that game was having people come down a hall and then seeing the bodies after they came down that hall. Um, I actually resent the fact that you said it reminded you of Medal of Honor because Medal of Honor is great. And at least the recoil in that game doesn't fly like off of your screen into the next screen over. You can actually shoot at stuff and be a tiny bit tactical. And and I I thought I thought that that was just really bad. The game's just really bad. So is anyone in here getting this game? No, I'll pay fifty. Not bucks at for fifty it. bucks. Oh my god, that is for sure. <laughs> so I told expensive. people I'd pay, I'd pay five dollars for it, and then Alex said, "What's the point?" <laughs> He sure did. I remember that. Yeah. No, that well, was no. This is out of context. Here's what happened. <laughs> Clarify. We were discussing please. something, something being free, and having like cosmetics that you could do for microtransactions or whatever, Dota style. And then Chad was like, "Why not just make it like five dollars instead of being free and having microtransactions?" And then I said, "What's the point?" Like leading to you're going to make a lot more money making it free and available to everybody so that some portion of that crowd buys microtransactions than you will with not everybody going to be paying the $5 fee to get in and $5 is not a lot of money to charge for a game to begin with so you're not going to make a lot off of it. I guess it just depends on whether or not you need to fund your development up front versus on the back end. Right. Like if you're if you're if you're a fully funded um you know dev team you probably don't need to sell your game at the front if you're going to have microtransactions in game in order to fund, you know, actually making a, a living wage um, versus somebody who may, you know, sort of kickstart in order to live fund early or they make the game full price early and then, you know, have a system where you have cosmetics, but there's no microtransactions for it. I don't know. So nobody's buying that game. I'm glad we talked about it. Not up front at least. Uh, say yeah. what? Not up front at least. Okay, not up front. Maybe when it's on sale for $30, right, Caleb? Unless 15. it raids my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Hey, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about film here. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, or I wanted to ask, was if anybody went and saw It over the weekend. Oh, I did. What did is you? it? I did. What is it? Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Jake? I really, really liked that movie. I did not expect a whole lot, but I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it a whole lot. I mean, there were some good positives up front. I mean, it was a Stephen King movie. Um, yeah, but so was Dark Tower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that I heard bad. nothing but bad things. Yeah. Brendan has lots of bad things to say about Dark Tower. <laughs> uh, it scored really well on Rotten Tomatoes right now, too. I think it's like somewhere in mid-80s. Yeah, that um, sounds right. It also broke a ton of records. It had the highest opening weekend for a horror movie. Huh. Um, yeah, they had. It looks like their opening weekend was about 117 million, which is kind of insane. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, if anybody put it in the film league. Did anybody put it? I did. Is anybody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I had it on Friday and Sunday. There's a film league. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh gosh, I I actually was um talking with my sister who who hates scary movies, absolutely hates scary movies, mm. and she doesn't like clowns. And all of her friends convinced her to go watch it. Um, I'm not even sure she fully comprehended what the movie was going to be about before going. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sure that night didn't go very well. And did she like it? Did you have you talked to her? I have not talked to her since. Uh, did she, she die? Phone calls? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's good. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's real. That's that. Yes, that's very good. Uh, let's talk about other movies that uh, have been watched recently. Um, we have Little Evil here. Alex. Wait, so the, the the film league, my issue with it is every single time I try to go do it, it's already closed because I remember it like right after my class on Friday and I'm like, oh, I'll do it real quick. And do then, it now. Do it and right just, now, today. Just, I don't got time. Fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got time right now. You have like the entire week up until noon on Friday to set it. Yeah, and then it's like one fifteen, and I'm like, I got this, and I like open my laptop, and nope. I'm like, dang it, why can't get it be? The, get the app, and it'll pop up and tell you. Remember, you got to set your. Th- I, your I thing. actually have the app. Can you set it on your app? Yeah. Oh, that makes it easier. Okay, cool. Moving on. Moving on, Alex. Little evil. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's a Netflix uh film, which it seems like they're doing a lot more. Like feature length stuff lately lately mm-hmm. instead of series. Um, but it is a kind of like parody horror movie kind of. Mm. Uh starring Adam Scott, who oh, yes. is great. Plays Ben Wyatt in Parks and Rec. And Evangeline Lilly, if you have seen um Lost. Okay. Oh. And, <laughs> um it's a basically like he marries this girl who has a son and it turns out the son is like the antichrist and the (laughs) the mom is like it's just my kid you need to like you know spend time with him get him to warm up with you and then meanwhile he's like burying his stepfather alive in the backyard and then she comes out and she's like that's it you're going to time out you don't bury your stepfather so i mean it's kind (laughs) of like that style of humor um, but it's pretty good and not too long. It's it's a good little like hour and a half watch. I I've watched a lot of Netflix original full length feature films. Um, I really like. I think they're well done. Um, most of the time their production value is pretty high. I think when they very first started, I watched a couple movies with uh, uh what's his what's his um face's cousin, the arrow's cousin. What's his name? What's the arrow's name? The guy who plays the arrow. Come on, come on, somebody. You Arrow watchers, what's his I name? Ah, Stephen Amell. What? Stephen Amell. He's not yeah. Arrow? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, his name Stephen was Amell. Arrow. He, he, he's a boss, and he did uh, American Ninja Warrior, and oh, he did the gee, first man. half, and he did the sec- uh, second half, just the first obstacle, and it donated it. like... No, he actually, he he did. The, so the the second half's first obstacle was the signature move that Arrow does in the show. So... Which is like the the bar that you have to like do a pull up and then throw it up and then latch it and then do another pull up and then throw up the bar and then lat. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I painted a great picture there. Yeah, uh, great picture. a man just vomiting bars is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, but it was basically every obstacle that he did. Um, 
some organization was going to donate money to like a children's hospital or something. And so we did the whole first uh, course. And then he was like, every obstacle? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, we got this next one. And then he did the next one. And then it was pretty cool. Um, he, the one thing I was going to mention, his, I don't know if it's his cousin or his brother, whoever the other ML is, uh, he was in a Netflix original, like right when they started doing feature length films, uh, arc, it was about a basically time loop machine. I don't know. Some of that content early on, I felt like didn't have super high production value, but what I've seen recently has been, it's been pretty good. It's been really good. Uh, one of which, uh, and how many of you seen Death Note movie, not anime? No. Nope. Alex has. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, that's it. It's just you and me, Alex. Just you and me. And we're going to have slightly different perspectives here because I have not watched the anime and you have. Right. Yes. What did you think about the movie? Uh, It was... I thought it was okay. (gasps) I I don't know. Like... they They changed some stuff from the anime that I don't particularly like. Like, usually I'm not a huge stickler for that sort of thing. I know it's, like, a different medium and you can make changes, but there's some, like, stuff that's some pretty serious um, ramifications for the character. Like, in the anime, the main character is very much, like, I'm only going to kill bad people and I'm never going to do anything wrong to anybody that's innocent or could be perceived as innocent. And there's a lot of times in the, or there's a couple times in this movie where the dude just kill like he kills that kid in the beginning. Yep. He's just like a high school bully, kills him. Does and it's like, what, he do that in the anime though? Does he? I don't to remember test that. It. I believe so. Because he doesn't actually believe it, right. so it's like his first. His it's first the go. first time he uses it, I think. He's like, "No, it's bullshit," and I'll prove it right now by writing this kid's name down. Then gets hit by a car. Okay, I yeah, don't remember that's pretty, that. That's pretty close. What happens in the movie? Except this time he doesn't get hit by a car. He gets decapitated by a ladder that was on a car. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> enough. Yeah. And there's like I don't know. There's a lot of character development time in the anime because it's like it's a longer an thing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of rush it in the movie, but I think it was like entertaining. Let's talk about rushing it. It takes like all of like oh, yeah. a minute and thirty <laughs> seconds to get the book in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, is that how that like is the in the anime way. too? Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. He like opens and he's like, "What's this fucking book?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like sitting on a park bench. It starts raining, and then a book falls out of the air, and it's like, "Oh, here we go, storyline." I think that's it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds about wow. right. Wow. I don't it's know. It's real I, fast. It's I, li- I, I, I liked the movie. Um, actually, I think one of my favorite parts about the movie was the ending uh, because of the way they, they did it. Um, I don't know anything about the anime, so the movie seemed kind of open-ended as to what actually happened. Okay, so um, the ending of the movie, how all this stuff happens and then they kind of reveal like this entire intricate plan that was put together to make it all happen, that's like all the anime. It's like constantly that kind of stuff happening. Oh, so he's constantly writing really long notes where like all kinds of things are going on. Yeah, I mean, not like really long, but it's just like much more of a battle of the minds in the anime. Hmm. More so than the movie, which just kind of happens. And then there's like that kind of like twist ending where. Where is the movie know. more about season one or season two? That's what or I was about to ask. Really, actually. does it cover both? 
like both. Mm. It's a very short amount of time to cover both seasons. Mm-hmm. It's also a very short movie. It's only like an hour and I want to say 35 minutes. It's not super long. I think they casted it well. I really liked Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. <laughs> I mean, he's good pretty much everywhere. He's a he's really in. good bad or evil looking yes, guy. Yes, he is. At he's least. so evil. Although I don't think he uh, actually wore this like the outfit. I think they just used his voice. Mm. Um, I think they had somebody else actually wearing. How do you say his name? Rack. Is that right? Rayuk. Rayuk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had somebody else wearing the actual outfit, and it was just Willem Dafoe's voice. Well, he's got Which an evil sounding voice. Was, was just <laughs> a bunch of like, <laughs> yeah. Does he ever say, "Join me, Spider Man"? That's all I want. Oh boy! Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention: I'm subscribed to our fan theory, and I was actually reading, and there's a the fan theory about uh, Death Note, and it just it says this: so Light is not Kira, and here's why: we never see Light kill anyone; we only ever see him write in a notebook. And he only follows the rules given to him by Ryuk. It's entirely possible that Ryuk is the real killer. What do you think? Uh, why go through the whole song and dance of giving out this book and putting all these rules? He's just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Wasn't his whole goal to I be mean, entertained by some human? Yeah. Okay, isn't, so isn't it kind of implied that Ryuk's the killer? That's I think it because was he's the god of death, be. and like he goes and and dishes out the death that is written in the death note yes correct i think it was meant to be more uh sarcastic fan theory oh but, okay but um i was gonna say i think uh one of the questions i had was in the anime did they have uh Ryuk kill people like he did in the movie in the movie just by himself that weren't written in the book i feel like it might have happened once or twice no, that might have been the other Shinigami. I think that was the other one. Yeah, no, I believe it was the other one. I don't think Ryuk ever kills anyone. I don't think he gives a fuck. Alex? Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Either way, uh, sarcastic fan theories. You, Alex, had a fan theory about some Harry Potter movies because you were recently watching all of them, correct? Yeah, I rewatched all eight movies. That's, um, that, that's dedication. Past like week and a half, maybe week. I don't know. I was playing Path of Exile and watching Harry Potter. That's what I was doing. It's not really at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, toward like after, like more like Goblet of Fire time, I started actually watching the movies instead of playing and watching because I realized I'd seen like the first three movies a bunch of times and not really seen the fourth through the eighth movie except for maybe the first time I saw them. Um. But yeah, there there is. I kept on like forgetting things were happening when I I told you I forgot Hedwig died. Oh, rip! Too soon. <laughs> and then that happened in the movie. And I was like real sad. And I was reading about that. There's a fan theory that the Death Eater that kills Hedwig is Snape because, and that it wasn't like a spell that missed Hagrid or Harry. That it was an intentional aim at Hedwig. Uh, Aim because at Hedwig Snape because hates owls, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Snape was trying to protect Harry, and Hedwig was giving away which one Harry was. Hmm. So he killed the owl to remove that thread of which one could be the real one. Yeah, dumb Hedwig. Come on. 
Well, guess how well that works. They immediately <laughs> identify which one's Harry. <laughs> they sure do. Like, ten seconds later, they're like, is that one? <laughs> hey, I need to verify a fan theory. Jesus. <laughs> and get the Harry Potter expert in here. You're just going to yeah, start gotta... screaming no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, I don't, I don't, there, there, there's a ton of like overarching fan theories for Harry Potter, just some things that were specifically in the movies, but it'll be interesting. I'll ask her about it specifically because the books are so different than the movies on so many levels. Yeah. So one of the things I kept on expecting them to get to the part where they start teaching people how to do nonverbal spells, because that was like a really big part towards the end of the series about how you requirement you duel. Uh, no, not necessarily. Like the teachers actually teach the students how to do nonverbal. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. But. Bells because if you're ever, it's it's specifically in defense of the dark arts because if you're ever dueling another wizard and you just say out loud what spell you're using, it's really easy for them to counter. Mm-hmm. So like they were saying, actual wizard duels, you never actually like speak aloud the spell you're using. And that just kind of never comes up in the movie. So watching the movies uh, as somebody that's never read the books, you would just be like, how come they can just like wave their wand randomly and stuff happens when like they spent so much time in the beginning of this series teaching you like Wingardium Leviosa. That's how you levitate something. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. (laughs) Isn't it in the books? uh, Isn't it basically just your sort of wand motion that does the nonverbal casting? I think it's a lot to do with the like what you're thinking. Yeah. And like, I feel like you just had to stuff. think it super hard. Yeah, and it would work. Which <laughs> all doesn't I know is, sound that hard. All I know is when you're at Harry Potter World and you have a fake wand, it's totally just the way the wand moves in order to activate mm-hmm. the spells, guys. Which, by the way, that wasn't there when I last went to Harry Potter World. What do you mean that wasn't there? So, like, when I went there at the start of Harry Potter World, they didn't have that wand section of things like all of those things were just happening you they didn't have like the one interaction and so when i went back recently i was like wait what are all these people doing pointing their wands at these windows and stuff and then i was like oh they're like getting you to interact with the world with the wands that you bought from olivanders and i was mm-hmm. like this is cool i don't know yeah, who thought part- of that but that's cool I don't know either. That's a, a really, really awesome. The best part is watching people trying to find the ones that are hidden. Because there are a lot within the park that are actually not listed or shown on anything. And it's just a matter of whether or not you're waving your wand in the right direction at the right time in order to get things to activate. I was trying to figure out how they do that. Because it, it's not something in the wand. Like, there has to be a uh, a camera somewhere and someone just chilling, like, in a no. back room that's just like, no, they- yo... There's something in the wand. There is something because the wands the are more the expensive than regular wands. Yes, correct. It's in, there's something in the wand. Uh, it's probably similar to like what the Vive uses. An emitter and a receiver. Yeah, they each have tiny Vives inside. <laughs> That's why they're so expensive. <laughs> you put on goggles and then walk into Harry Potter World? <laughs> as long as there's less people, yes. Oh man, I was thinking they, they were saying on the news that Disney was opening back up. After the hurricane, and I was like, "This is the perfect time to go to Disney." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my! So my friend works at both Universal and Disney, and she was sending me pictures of Disney like the last day that they were open, fucking empty. There was like oh, no. Be so cool. One. Yeah, Ashley's still working down there, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. And she stayed down there during the hurricane. Yeah. It'd be so cool be just walk around when it's empty. Yeah. Walk they on have the special times ride. where you can you can buy. I don't remember what they're called. It's like a pass that like either is early or late, but it's like a significant period of time, and they only sell so many tickets. The park is just pretty empty. Well, they I mean, do not a lot completely of empty. Through like the hotels, like if you stay at their special hotel, you get to go in like an hour early or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> even like an hour early or an hour later on some of those parks means nothing. Because one I ride, had, I had that uh, when I was doing Disney, and yeah, like it was, it was basically like you got to do test track one more time. You're like, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, but it means you're competing with just people from that hotel rather than everyone oh, going all Disney to the whole resort place. hotels. So the question would be, if you bought out that hotel, <laughs> you have too much money. <laughs> would yeah. you, no, in no. essence, no, no, it's not a single hotel. It is. All Disney Resort hotels have that extra hour that day. Ah, uh, uh. yeah. So it's not just like, oh, hey, this one hotel that has like 400 cap people. It's like this one plus the one that's like 2,000 people plus the one next to that that's another like 8,000 people, and the one behind that that's like 10,000 people. So like, yeah, no, it's that's not plausible. Um. Just wanted to jump over to a couple things in the news before we wrap this up. Uh, first of all, Apple pooped out two more phones today. Did anybody watch that? <laughs> three oh, more phones. God. I heard about I'm it. Sorry, three Let more me phones. Check Thank if you. I give Thank you. Shit. Three more phones. Uh, no. Wait, were you the one who put the note earlier? Do we really have to talk about yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, Owen. Dumb. You're an Android guy, aren't you? No, no you're not. You I have, have an, iPhone. an iPhone. What the heck, Owen? I own an iPhone, and I don't give a fuck about iPhones. It's, well, it's dumb. I mean, you bought an iPhone, so you, you give a little bit of... What model of iPhone do you have? Uh, I have an iPhone SE, because it's the smallest iPhone, and it was the cheapest smartphone on the market. What the heck is an SE? I don't even know what an SE is. Is it's, it the 5? Did you get the that from China? One? Did you get that straight from no, no, no. China? The 5C is the plastic one. The SE is a iPhone 6 inside of an iPhone 4 body. What? Yeah. They they did a a run of it of uh, the SE when the six came out because everyone was complaining about how bigger the iPhones were getting, so they put everything into the. Uh, it's the same exact tech that's in your six. It's just in a uh, smaller body. And I wanted to go Android, but Androids were still running more expensive than normal iPhones were, and I was just like, no, fuck that. I'm just saving my money. This is the iPhone 5 body, to clarify. Oh, is it? It's the 4-inch display. Yeah. Um, Which is probably my favorite body of an iPhone. It looks the coolest, I think. It looks great. Squared edges. Yeah. I feel like it's the most protected, too. Um, Although I do think 4 is a little small now for that screen size. I'm not watching Netflix on it. I'm fine. I didn't even know this existed, which I guess that means I don't pay attention to poor people fold phones. Like, <laughs> wow! Oh my wow. god! In his defense, Owen, you did say you bought it because it was the cheapest. Yeah, because I didn't want to drop a grand on a fucking phone. <laughs> poor well, phones. I mean, <laughs> uh, isn't just the new iPhone X a grand? Like, isn't yes, that the yes, first it is. one this- Which is why, if you look at this wonderful link that I have here, uh, 
you can see what you could buy instead of an iPhone X, which is pretty much why would the hell would you buy I mean, an iPhone that's X? That's if you're going <laughs> to an Apple store and buying an iPhone X. I'm assuming the way they're going to do it through what's the phone plan you have, Alex? It's every, um, what's that thing? I don't know every iPhone called, or something. But you get a new iPhone every year and you have like a subscription essentially. Saucy. I mean, I guess that works. You could just wait outside an Apple store with a baseball bat and just get one for free. <laughs> you, could. you also could do that. So easy. Or you could just not buy an iPhone. Problems are solved. And buy an Android. They're also expensive. They are? Yes, but, they're expensive. But let's, let's review. What are the cool things that are coming out on the iPhone X, guys? Okay, first of all, it's called iPhone Ten. Yeah, oh. it is. <laughs> I don't get it. I was waiting on that. <laughs> Just like OS ten. So they put out. It's called iPhone. They put X out because an upgrade to the seven. Phone book. They're putting uh, out an upgrade to the seven, iPhone eight, and eight plus. And then they're also putting out iPhone ten. So wh- why? Why <laughs> is it not like just the seven S, like their normal thing? I think there. First of all, yeah, one. the the why? eight should be called the seven S. Yes, definitely. And then they should have an eight. But no, they're like, I would yeah, be okay with 10. that. Guys, we live in the is time a, in which name scheming is terrible. Okay? Is this like I would a be nod okay. to how Windows skipped nine? Battlefield <laughs> one. Like Apple wow, being like, is... well done, Microsoft. Well done. <laughs> tip, our, tip our fedora at you. Um, I would be okay if they named the regular ones 7S and 7S Plus. And then if they named the the thousand dollar one eight or if they kept it x but actually called it x and not 10 (laughs) i feel like iphone x is okay because it's like the the 10th anniversary they're doing something special but having your phones be numbered sequentially throughout the years and then all of a sudden being like i don't know this one's 10 hate companies they're they're gonna go from the iphone x i think abe's right i think they're gonna go the iphone x just back to just the iphone and they're not going to have a, a number behind it anymore. Next year, they're going to have 8S <laughs> and X2. This is what Ava, me and A were saying. They're going to have 8S and X2, and then the year after that, they're going to have 9. The yeah. iPhone 9 will be the regular one, and then they'll it's, have like I still think it's better X. than iPad 1, iPad 2, new iPad, new iPad. <laughs> yeah. new iPad, new iPad. Which they went from new iPad to iPad Air, and then iPad Air 2. <laughs> Did they do new iPad Air? I don't know what they call it now. I think it's back to just iPad again. <laughs> That's stupid. So are like companies taking notes from George Lucas's form of counting? Just like fuck it. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, three point five, ten. Like what the fuck? To be fair, George like, Lucas didn't name any of the new ones. <laughs> yeah. They pretty <laughs> conclusively cut him out. <laughs> Or like uh, NVIDIA with their Titan X, and then they also released Titan oh. X again, but it was a different architecture, so people had to dif- differentiate it, so they called it Titan XP. And then the year after that, they released an actual Titan XP. So people were like, what do, fine, right? the, what do we call them? What do we call? We've called this other one Titan XP the entire time, and then they released a Titan XP. What do we call these two things? <laughs> what do we do? Didn't they make one where it's a lowercase p, and the new one's like the uppercase yeah. p or something? They've been calling... One of the, one of the two had been been the uppercase p and then they released it and it was the opposite it was a lowercase p or something 
something stupid f- like that. Yeah. The frequency at which we discuss companies' inability to name products correctly is mm. off the charts. I mean, I, I, I bet if I went back through and looked at all our podcasts, the number of times we've mentioned things like Battlefield 1's name, the number of times we've mentioned iPad, the number of times we've mentioned NVIDIA's naming of things. I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty regular. Maybe that's just a big giant corporate troll. Everybody's like, like, we can do this time. Yeah. So I mean, you mean like a literal troll who just like spits out names and asks, and they like walk up (laughs) and got a big club, and they're like, "Hey, what's the new name?" He's like, ten. And that's the end (laughs) of it. But we just announced an eight, though. Ten. Yeah, it's also got to be the Roman numeral. (laughs) I just like how so ten is two above eight, and they. Announced it during the same presentation as eight. So it's like, yeah. hey, look at this awesome new phone, greatest iPhone we've ever made. Well, it's garbage. Throw it in the garbage. We got a ten here. <laughs> we got two generations better right here. <laughs> There's definitely gonna be some sort of spoof video where they're gonna do that. It's gonna I'm just that's gonna why be. Why has why has not a single one of you brought up an emoji? Uh yeah. So yeah, the features of the new phones. The eight looks like the seven, and it's a little faster or something. So it's a and uh, <laughs> yeah, the the X has facial tracking and no home button, so they're taking more more physical things off of the phone. It wasn't even um, a physical thing before. It was oh like yeah, a because fake button that had happy. It was feedback. a fake button. Yeah, it wasn't even a physical thing they took out. Yeah, but an emoji. I like how they spent all that time developing the tech for the yeah. like the, the button, the touch to feel right for that button. And they threw it in the garbage because it's worthless because we have a 10 now. I mean, maybe Uh, eventually everything's just going to be haptic for them. It's all going to have haptic feedback on everything that you're doing on their phone. So that was like their first foray into quality haptic feedback. Right. The big, the big thing that they talked about, like almost the entire presentation is all their facial tracking features. You have, yeah, like um, (laughs) animal. You have Face ID instead of Touch ID to unlock your phone. Which didn't work during and the demo. you have Animoji. <laughs> yeah, he had a second backup phone. <laughs> Wait, you're just going to breeze over Animoji? Animoji, like, it's emojis that you can make face, like, you can make faces and the emoji animates to match your face. I'm just telling you, Shay and Janae are going to be so pumped about that. That's so stupid. So pumped. down the drain because of Animoji. Like, I'm, gr- I'm good. I'm sold. That's so dumb. I'm a Snapchat filter fanboy. <laughs> oh yeah, they showed Snapchat and how amazing the the face filters were. They're like, look at the detail in this mask that's being projected on my face. But can I do face. it on my dog? Because I can't do it on Luna right now. I've tried. I don't think so. Damn. Damn. Why? Something that impressed me was they did say Touch ID was like... Their, their security rating for Touch ID was 1 in 50,000. So, like, 1 in 50,000 people could randomly put their fingerprint on your phone and get into it. Wow. That's, like, a um, lot of people, actually. Yeah, you would, you would think, right? <laughs> that's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a lot of thumbs that have to go through your phone before you get it open. Um, so, that is the rating for Touch ID. And then they said for Face ID, it's 1 in a million. That's much better. Yeah. Which is a lot higher. See, so. I want to know how much of a problem that's going to be, though, because right now I I have a problem with Touch ID on my phone because I work with my hands a lot, working on in the shop or whatever I'm doing, and I get crap all over my fingers. And it's not like it's like you Dude, can wash it off. Toilet. 
God. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, yes, thank you, Caleb. I was specifically <laughs> trying not to say things that you could capitalize on. Like, I'm out of the shop working on wood. And then, <laughs> well, here we go. We're going down its road. So, anyway, the point is, I can wash all that off my hands, and they'll either still be like slightly sliced up or have some like discoloration, and I cannot unlock my phone with it anymore. So, I yeah. want to know if I'm done working in the shop and I just have wood chips, here we go, all over my face, then what? Is it going to be able to unlock or not? That's what I want to know. They said, from what they said, yes. Like they were showing, right? Yeah, they were they were saying you can change your hairstyle, you can change your makeup, you can change, you can grow a beard and it'll still recognize you. You can put different hats on, different glasses, like oh, hats, like <laughs> accessories, <laughs> accessories yeah, and stuff like that. It's not supposed to change it. Hats. All right. So, well. and, and it's um, it's a depth sensing camera on the front of it kind of like a connect or something so they also said that holding up a picture in front of it will not unlock it because that will be a flat object they also hmm. said they're working they they went to like some expert mask creators and like we're working <laughs> to try to prevent people making perfect replica masks of people's faces to get oh, into come other people's on. phones. That's necessary. How are you going to prevent that anyway? <laughs> I don't know how it would work. Because of your face, it's going to get um, in. That's just how it is. Caitlin said, because um, I was talking to Caitlin about it, she said that it might be something to do with um, heat. Heat sensor. I think they, they did say that they have like some sort of infrared sensor on there too, so I don't know if that if they'll be able to detect heat or something off of that. I don't know. Heat patterns. He says. Hmm. Do they have any other updates outside of the uh, I've updated iPhone 7, the iPhone 8S, and the iPhone X 10, 10 X? Yeah, um, they're putting out a new Apple TV, Apple TV 4K. They're putting and all the 4K a... stuff's going to be the same price as regular HD stuff, right? Yeah, oh, that was oh. really cool. They said that 4K content's going to be the same price as HD, and that if any of the content on their store that you own has a 4K version, you're going to get it for free if you already own the HD version. Nice. So that's very un-Apple, I think, yeah. of them to do. And um, What, giving not... away something for free? Yeah, giving away stuff. <laughs> or like making prices the same and not going up. I don't know. That That looks cool. It also has HDR in that box, so 4K HDR TVs will be supported. Uh, I think they're a little late on that. They do an Apple Watch update too, or not? Uh, yeah, Series Three. I didn't really see much about it that changed. They it's up, the Apple Watch too. They just a little bit. <laughs> Animoji. <laughs> Animoji. They, uh, they, the big Animoji. feature that they talked about with that was cellular in the the watch itself, so you can leave your phone and not take it with you, and just have your watch. Is that on the same plan, or is that separate? See, I don't know. How that, I don't know how that would work. That's like, you remember when like they started doing it with the iPads and then like you had to have like a separate phone plan for your yeah. data plan for your iPad. Mm. I don't know why you would ever go anywhere with only your watch and not your phone. Well, if you're on a run. I guess. I guess, yeah. I they, mean, showed, uh, they showed a person like paddleboarding in a lake talking on huh? the phone on their watch. I, I mean, feel like... If you don't need the phone, you wouldn't bring it anymore. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, you can't imagine not bringing it because you always need it to do all the things. But if you can do all the things without it, why would you bring it? I mean, you can't browse the web, which is the number one thing I use my <laughs> phone for. 
That's fair. Because every time I'm in a conversation with somebody where I think they're wrong, my phone gets pulled out. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Wow. Yes, it can confirm. And now we know your tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I was listening recently to um, uh, NPR podcast, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and they were talking about how Apple like barely missed uh, just a serious debacle with their first phone because they were going to produce it in the shape of an apple. Oh, um, so no, bad. seriously, not like three dimensional shape, but like a you know like, like a flat the icon, 2D like a flat apple, apple. Like the icon. Yes, they were gonna make an Apple phone. It was gonna be the whatever the Apple phone would have been called at that point, and that's what yeah, the shape would so have been. The retarded but phone they, nobody's gonna buy ever yeah, because it looks like an Apple. Mind, like last minute, they're like, I don't know. Did they ask like a human who would try to use it, and they were like, <laughs> What do you mean it'll look like an Apple? <laughs> do I eat it? No, then that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. It must have been like our watch project, Jake, where we talk to people and they're like, no, that's dumb. And we we're like, yeah, we know. We'll when stop. they did it for like a school project. <laughs> yeah. What was I your watch project? Getting an a anyways. We made a mood watch. Well, we we didn't make one. We, um, we prototyped it. We did prototyped a, um, a mood watch. We did a whole presentation on it, and the whole presentation was about how stupid an idea it was. <laughs> and you could like instantly Great. share your mood with all of your Facebook friends. Oh, the professor oh, actually loved it. It was really good. <laughs> it was. He didn't love the actual watch. He loved that we he failed the at making a watch. <laughs> yeah. Even though I had 420 and big boy pants. <laughs> well, big boy pants, I guess, wasn't in it. Yeah. That got taken out. Yeah. Did it have an emoji? Nope. Then that's why I failed. If it doesn't have an emoji, it's a terrible product. Confirm. <laughs> uh, they also announced wireless charging uh, for their new stuff, including the 8. Yeah, apparently my phone has that. I don't... I just realized yeah. this yeah. recently. It has an emoji? The, the, no, Wi-Fi charging. Or wireless charging. Another, no, like, not Wi-Fi. Another, like, not Apple thing. Wait, what? It's just in, it's like basically inductive, right? Like you just have to have yeah. those. Oh no, Caleb doesn't have an iPhone. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, you thought, <laughs> like, why you thought his I old know iPhone? about this on my iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's another very not Apple-like thing was they announced their wireless charging and then they were like, yeah, we're using this open standard that everybody already uses. What? Yeah. Wow. So there's like a Look lot of go this year. products on the market that will already work with your iPhone 8 when you get it. That's so weird of Tim Cook. He needs to stop that madness. Proprietary, all the way. Right. Uh, they do have something a little pri proprietary with it. They had their Apple charger that they're going to sell themselves that has some extra features. Like They, they call it Air Power. Um, and... <laughs> <sighs> it better be like a tiny windmill. <laughs> I'm gonna be very upset. It's a, charges. It's like a it's a mat that you can put like your you put your iPhone down and then your iPhone display lights up and show like a little animation happens showing the phone is charging and then it shows what? displays a status. And then if you put like your watch next to it, your phone will light up again and be like, Oh, your watch was just placed on the mat and then it'll display like a little animation and then show like your watch status and its charging value. And then you can put like your little AirPods next to that. And then your phone will light up again and be like, oh, your AirPods are now on the mat. And like do a little animation and show that oh, stuff. Wow, how Just useful. some short numbers. We're talking about like $1,700 worth of stuff. 
just to watch some cool <laughs> animations on your phone when you put other stuff next to it. Couldn't yeah. you just have like a little light that says charging on yeah. each of those things? So when you put it down, you go, cool, charging and walk away. That's, or you could set it down yourself and be like, ooh, my AirPods are next to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how those get there. They were like, oh my gosh. It's, it's air power because, you know, the devices are communicating oh together <laughs> I was while they're charging. I was expecting you to say something like they're like power brick, like had a click button fold out for uh, wind power and you could just like set it out on your table and blow on it. Maybe like <laughs> charge your phone with air power. Which I read, I read another thing on Reddit where somebody was like, they should have named their wireless charging stuff Apple Juice. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been opportunity. really good. Man, we need to start that subreddit. That gummit. <laughs> And then as icing on the cake, you can actually charge it by pouring apple juice all over your stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, real quick, let's talk about another company that doesn't know how to name their products. Uh, that would be NVIDIA. Um, Alex, you had listed here that they're doing some GPU price increases. Yeah, so there is apparently a, sorted, a shortage of uh, GDDR5 memory hmm. in the market across like all brands or something like that. So prices on GPUs are going to shoot up like 10%. Oh, wow. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, specifically, everybody keeps on calling out NVIDIA. So I, th I think maybe AMD's not going to increase their stuff. Also, AMD's newer stuff, I think, is using um, HBM2, which is not GDDR5, as they are different letters. Good work. <laughs> Uh, but their older stuff, I haven't heard anything about their prices increasing. But yeah, it's um, it's a little weird because AMD recently put out their new GPUs and they're kind of priced competitively with NVIDIA's stuff, but they don't perform as well. Like they're priced similarly, but underperform. And they're coming out like a year after the NVIDIA, NVIDIA kind of parts. So... Very strange, and like I think Nvidia sees this as a excuse to be able to increase their prices because they know people want their stuff more anyway because it's better. Excuses and they to don't, raise they prices. Don't, they don't actually like have to compete in the market because AMD is not even competing at this point. The monopoly. Yeah. So get your 1080 Ti's before. They go up to like. Are you gonna buy another one just to make you know seventy dollars? Play it safe. No. No SLI. No, like literally everything I've been running, I, I run it at four K with like either maxed out settings or like maybe one or two things turned down, and it runs at sixty solid on a single card. You need better frame rate. Yeah, so that monitor for better frame rate. The, yep. Needs the to point at monitor. which I'll need a better GPU is when I'll, I, I get a four K one forty four. That's Monitor. not all the stats. Keep going. Desync. IPS. I don't even want IPS. I want OLED. Oh, mm, that's gosh. fair. That's freaking think OLED. Go. That'll be the point where like $3, I upgrade. Like $3,000 monitor. You're like, all right, I'm good. Like, they'll probably come out with IPS G-Sync 144 4K. But I don't know that I will jump up to that until they actually make it OLED. Have they not already come out with IPS? No. 144? They've they announced... 
No, I don't think there's any high frame rate 4K monitors on the market yet. Hmm. They've announced two, I think. I think one from Asus and one from Acer, but they are not out yet. Hmm. They were announced at CES in like January or something. Uh, Last but not least on here, Caleb, are you still listening to the Adventure Zone? Yeah, so I haven't actually finished the finale yet. Um, Catch up, man. (laughs) I know, right? It's gone for a while, man. So the Adventure Zone is a podcast from uh, the McElroy brothers, who are the masterminds behind my brother, my brother, and me, and their dad, and they play D&D, and their balance campaign, which is what they're calling it, which lasted a little over two and a half years, has just ended, Yeah, and it was freaking amazing. It's phenomenal. You should go listen to all of it. It's hilarious. Griffin is an amazing storyteller. All the players are really good. It's great. But the whole campaign ended? The whole campaign ended. They did say oh, the Adventure so it's not just Zone a story arc. podcast is going to continue, but they're going to have, they're going to like characters. play around with, yeah, different of them are going to DM. They may not actually be playing D&D. They may play different um, role-playing games. Yeah, I thought mm. they announced that they were coming to the end of another arc. I didn't realize that they were ending. No, no, this yeah, is this is the end of, end of the campaign. Well, it's the end. They're calling it the balance arc. So that's probably what you've heard. But yeah, I think because... I've actually finished, I just listened to the last episode, like, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually, they talk about the things they're looking at doing next, and none of the brothers, I think, are planning on using D&D. Yeah. They're all I using just different systems. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be great, whatever they do. Oh, I have no doubt. It's really good. I'm on the, whatever the Rockport Express one is right now. The Rockport Limited. Murder on the Rockport, Rockport Limited. Limited. Yeah, Rockport Limited. There we go. I am also in that section. It's good. Catch up, guys. You're missing some good stuff oh, right now. I'm sure. I am very excited to get to the one where it's a time loop. Oh, God. And they just repeat everything every time they get together or whatever. It's so good. It's really it, good. Uh, 11th Hour? Yeah, 11th, 11th Hour. 11th Hour. Yep. That's what a show. great, what a okay, great idea. Honestly, everything about that show is really good, so I'll stop saying that's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> you're not wrong. So they wrap, <laughs> they wrap it like, uh, does Taco get all of the... Hold on. We gotta end this right now. We can't let you talk anymore. Oh god, so good though. Everybody should go listen to it. So good. Is it like Animorph? Yeah, they're all Animorphs. That's the ending actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oh my gosh. Uh, my mind just exploded. Do they have they do have animoji, that is exactly what I was going to say. Stop it. Stop it. This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check them out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. 
We've now also located a new shop in Kansas City, Missouri. So you can check us out online at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com. You can also check out our website for any video updates we may have. And until next time, this has been the forecast. Thank you.